Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Danny and Dusty. Merengatan is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Merang and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All throws and monkey sounds in there and call it good. The old like, Danny Merang pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah. This is going to be awesome. The Fan. Good afternoon. Happy Monday. <laughs> Danny Morang, That's the Morangatang over there. Dusty hair. Jeff Rust in the building. What up? Wah, 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 wah. Oh, reggaeton horns. There we go. Um, all right. How's everybody's weekend? It's a good, good. weekend, man. What, really? Yeah, no. I could, but you nothing, had a bit of a roller coaster. I mean, nothing happened at all. You were fighting with the internet after being so confident. Nothing at all. How back is USC now? They're still back. Actually, they feel very back. <laughs> they're very uh, back. losing the meaningful games. <laughs> no, they uh, they face planted in a way that I listen. I'll give Utah all the credit in the world, um, but also, um, my God, mm-hmm. the self inflicted wounds of not wanting to tackle somebody was. Listen, that, that defense was opportunistic all season long. Mm-hmm. They The only opportunity that they wanted was to feel good after the game yeah. because they didn't want to get physical. Yeah. It was gross. If only you needed to play defense to win games, said every Oklahoma fan on yeah. the internet Friday night. Yeah. And well, you know, those Oklahoma fans can be just fine. They're like, what, how many games did they win this year? Five? <laughs> Shut up. You missed, you missed Lincoln Riley. Yeah, well, yeah, they do, but... But but that was the ultimate Lincoln Riley game from Oklahoma for sure. They, they you play somebody and you need the other side of the ball. Yeah. They uh, they spent a pretty penny on the offense last year. They need to go out and spend a pretty penny on the defense now. <laughs> okay, just buy it, buy it all. I mean, it worked on one side of the ball. No oh, man, that was a it, you know one thing of note. We're just sporting right out of the gate here. Yeah. One thing out of note from that game, it looked like USC was panicked even at the beginning of the game. Like, there were moments offensively when they were pressing the first two drives. Even though they scored, yes. They used two timeouts. They take a delay of game. Yep. They had, uh, on that fourth and two that they even scored on, mm-hmm. Riley and Williams were screaming at each yep. other. Th- that was not reassuring. And that is, like, pressure-filled moments, big games. Exactly what Oklahoma fan was like, this is where we lose. You saw it on like the first three drives of the game. That was USC. That looked like Caleb Williams at, or- at Oregon State. Yeah, like but started off panicked almost for no reason. Man, they were volatile. They were, and, and the, the the 
the hilarious thing about this is before his hamstring went, mm. Utah had no answer. They had no answer for them at all. I mean, even as as limited as Caleb was, he still throws for 370 and three touchdowns. Like, I'm not sure what game you were watching because that game was tied at halftime at 17. Yeah, well, the defense, the, <laughs> I mean, the, well, look at the, that. That, look that at the, was, the, again, I mean, their answer was USC's defense. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they, they could, until Caleb's hamstring went, they, it was going to be another shootout. It was yeah. going to be just like the last matchup. <laughs> yeah. And then the hamstring went and it went, it went sideways in a hurry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a big one right 22 there. 22 blown tackles in the first half. 20, yeah, Oregon 22. fan and USC fan. You have the little handshake yep. on that one there. Just absolutely atrocious tackle. Uh, and it, uh, like UW fan was all hot and bothered because USC didn't win that game because that cost that them a chance the to the yeah. Rose Bowl. I mean, there was – and then Oregon fan was saying, ha, now you know how it feels to rely <laughs> on another team to try and win a game for you. And, and you lose – like it was the chaos that I needed in my heart. More than for, College football. It was that was a that was a and then Saturday happened. It was a great oh, weekend yeah, no. of sports. It was it was gr- it was a fantastic weekend of sports. More than the loss bothering me, the bowl matchup bothers me. To go from the the ability to be in the playoff uh-huh. to no longer being in the Rose Bowl, even though you have more wins than anybody else at the conference, uh, to playing to Wait, lane. Hey, you have to win the conference to go to the to Rose Bowl. Playing That's the big one. To lane. You got to win the conference. To though. lane. What a boring matchup. Uh, I mean, you win the win the Pac-12 championship, it's and just, you don't have to play to lane. Oh, I know. It's just like I mean that. It's what happens the, when you lose. The changes between like the gap between college football playoff and to lane is uh-huh. just like you got to be kidding yeah. me. Yeah. I just wish that would have picked a better matchup. Uh, well, you win and you don't have to worry no, about I, that. I know you that. get the, you get you actually get a worse matchup. You played Georgia. Yeah. Oof. You think what Utah Oof. did? Imagine what Georgia would have done. Mm. Gross. So it's better you get to yeah. end on a high note. You yeah, get exactly. to play Tulane. I mean, Willie they, Fritz and company. And they should absolutely slack that team. Listen, Tulane's been a fun story this year, but Oh man. They should. I felt bad for you and your mentions on Friday night. They were actually man. fine because no one can hate my team more when they suck than me. Mm. Well, no, that's not true. Oh no, it's true. You kept going at um, you kept going at uh, people on Twitter. Oh no, no, Duck because fan, arguing don't... on the internet is a worthy cause. Don't, don't, get, don't get it wrong, Duck fans. You have nothing to chirp about. Oh sure, they do. No, no you don't. You're, I mean, you're, Pac-12 championships you're, you're they've won. Still looking up at USC. <laughs> you're still looking up. Oh man. Um, well. The whole USC still looking for their uh, quality wins out there. That uh, s- still on the board. Still on the board. Still on the board. Put it up on the board. Yes. <clears throat> so Utah is also very good at football. Yeah. Let's mention that. Turns out Kyle Winningham, very good coach. Great coach. Great coach. Great coach. Money Parks, great name. Money Parks, best name. Mm-hmm. Best name. Um, all right. Well, you were going to have worse day on the web. That's no longer a thing because it's, <laughs> that was so many days ago. We've had we, so many we've good days. Had since. So many things happen. Yeah, because Saturday we had carnage across the board in conference championship game. Mm-hmm. You had the like two games in a row that everybody's like, "Well, this could decide the fate of uh, the college football playoff." Yeah. USC loses, TCU and then loses. Is. What? <laughs> I was really hoping for LSU to somehow upset Georgia, which didn't happen. Mm. Um, just for the the chaos factor of what that would have done. 
Yeah. It would it would have spiced some things up. If everybody's picking up losses in the same week, you would have had the committee sitting there going, oh. It would have been. I would have absolutely loved it. That's what I'm saying. It, I would have loved every the, second of the it. The hoops that they would have to jump through to yeah. justify certain things would have been like, well, good luck with this now because the only undefeated is Michigan. 47-24. Uh, that one, that that's Jeez. the only thing that I didn't like about it is like if it was at least close, like if it was another close game between Utah and USC, then there would have been that conversation of do you keep them in even though because if it was another close loss and it was like you can explain it away. Like you can explain TCU being the third seed right now mm-hmm. because they got in on that third down. Yeah. They scored a touchdown that wasn't reviewed and you can even be like, yeah, well, see, they, I mean – it was a missed, missed call and a missed opportunity. Yeah. It was nip and tuck. You could have done that with, well, Ohio State was at home and, you know, USC was actually playing in this game. Yeah. So if, if, it's can... an, if it comes down to the wire like it did in Utah. Yeah. yeah. Fine. But it, they gave up 523 yards and Ugh. got beat by 23 uh, yeah, points. No. It was defensively. Also, yeah, was I found it wildly unfair that they, had to, they got to do their, um, their tribute video thing again going into the fourth quarter. <laughs> The, well. the tribute video to their their fallen teammates, which is great as far as like the support and everything like that, uh, but that Utah team has fed off that twice <laughs> against USC because they have come out right after that video and whatever was going on in the game, mm-hmm. both opportunities they came out and punched them even harder. Ooh, um, we we're gonna have to have this at some point. Mm. I don't even know if we'll be able to get to it today because we have so many things we, that we have need to get so to. So much on the docket today. Um. Caleb Williams nails writing checks that his book yeah. can't cash. Listen, I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's it's very Michael Jordan-esque in the sense of anybody can talk trash when you're up. Uh-huh. It's, they, when you talk trash when you're you're even or when you're down. Mm, that was the tough one. Yeah. And I absolutely love Utah's Cam- response. Cameron Rising had to say yep. about it because he was hilarious yeah. no, um, perfect. in his response to it. I, I love this. I want more of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it, again, we can talk about it when we get to the Bengals game. Talk your trash before the game, baby. I love it. Go get it. Run your mouth. Um, all right. Woo. Well, the Blazers played really well. That was why you Twice know the weekend even. kind of turned around for everybody. Twice. Yes. Woo. Two times. And something has now happened that I, I, I need to find out when the last time this has happened. Okay. Um, and we will discuss that at the top of the hour, at the top of the hour, mm. what statistical, um, it's, well, I guess it would be an anomaly cause I can't find the last time that it happened for the Portland trailblazers. When the last time that this happened in one season for the blazers, uh, we'll discuss it at one o'clock because it's pretty damn impressive. And I don't know, I don't know how many teams, uh, in the NBA have this. Um, over the course of an 82-game schedule, let alone before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it's already happened for the Blazers. Um, so we have that that we need to get to. It is uh, Portal Day. It is Portal Day. Holy crap. The Portal giveth and taketh. we got to talk about the biggest get this season. Uh, National Signing Day is coming up in a couple of weeks. We have the Portal opening up today. The biggest commitment in the Pac-12 has already happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, two of the biggest commitments. We got to get to Coach Prime. We got the NFL. We got the college football playoff. We got bowl games. We're barely going to be able to touch on NFL today. Don't know how we're going to do it. 
I, I honestly, I'm looking down at the show sheet. And it's like 90% college football we got and NBA. In NBA. Like, it is. <laughs> because there's a ton to talk about. There is. Especially with the names that are in the portal. It's massive. For the Beavs. Like you're looking some, at you going, there's hey. Quarterback time, baby. We need a quarterback. <laughs> Everybody's quarterback is in the portal right there's now. There's six quarterbacks that could change the fortunes of Oregon State in the portal. Oh, oh man. Okay. Um, so we have a we have a ton that we need to get to, and we will get to as much as we can because we also have a big commitment here in the state. A lot's happening in the world of college football with the portal, the coaching carousels churning, and both are affected by the latest move today. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Dusty on the fan. All right, it looks like Oregon has found their man. Uh, Dan Lanning has been, he, he alluded to it last night during the press conference, uh, acknowledging the Holiday Bowl invite, that they were close to making a hire at offensive coordinator. Uh, multiple outlets now reporting Will Stein is the 
New OC for the Oregon Ducks. Do you Will think Will Stein, Stein? Do you think he likes metal? I, I hope so. No, I'm looking at his picture right now. Doesn't doesn't look like a metalhead. Uh, no. Hey, you you can't judge not. a book by its cover. You've yeah. seen Chuck, who works here. Yeah, and he loves metal as much as I do. Yeah, but I'm also looking at uh, well, Will Stein here, and I'm going, no, oh, that guy doesn't look like a metalhead whatsoever. <laughs> um, Will Stein is the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at University of Texas San Antonio. We're going to get a dive into uh, who Will Stein is with JJ Prez of Inside Runner Sports coming up at 12:30. He but, also looks like he could be Dan Lanning's brother. Will Stein? Yes. Yeah. He was a quarterback at uh, Louisville. He has got a, a really interesting background, too, if you don't know. Um, UTSA's offense, the Roadrunners, they are explosive, uh-huh. man. They are a fun offense to watch. Uh, he has been there for, what, four years now? And they have, ab- or three years, and they have absolutely rewritten their record book uh, as from a passing standpoint. And he was top 10 offense in the country. Yes, they are. Their quarterback is special. He's really fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's older than dirt, too. (laughs) (laughs) He's 24 year old quarterback in in college football. And this kind of fit. This is what fits with Dan Lanning in his hire is that Will Stein is another guy who is very young. Thirty three. He's thirty three years old. Uh, he kind of fits that mold of of the young, bright minds. He's going to be very good on the recruiting trail because if you look at he does not have the recruiting chops, you know, UT San Antonio, not pulling in the five stars. But his background comes as a high school coach at Lake Travis High School, ah. which is a Texas powerhouse. high school powerhouse. <laughs> and he also was at the University of Texas with, and was, and with Charlie Strong, former college quarterback. Yep, at Louisville, uh, Louisville. Which, like, that's not a no small school. Yeah, and the, when he was there under Cragthorpe, I think he may have been on the roster when they came out and they played at Reeser mm-hmm. against Oregon State. Um, but this is a guy that it, it kind of fits the stylistically what Kenny Dillingham's offense is. Mm-hmm. They're very multiple formationally. They will mix tempos, go fast, and they are explosive. They want to get chunk yards on the offensive end of the field. And um, I do not know. Look, we, we none of us have any idea how this is all going to sort out. But if you want to talk about a fit in a style that Dan Lanning has been looking for, mm-hmm. this is it. it. It checks every single box of what he went out and he got with Kenny Dillingham, um, including – a young play caller who is, some may say, lack of experience. Well, the experience that he has had has been pretty damn good as they won the Conference USA this past week. Yeah, that's the thing is that you can talk about lack of experience, but at the same time, Dan Lanning had a lack of experience as head coach, and it's going pretty well for them on that front. <clears throat> Absolutely. And if you're wondering, he did, in fact, coach Hudson Card who huh. is the quarterback at the University of Texas that started this season. Who is now in the transfer portal. He is in the portal, and he was his high school coach Ah, uh, at Lake Travis High School. Mm. Hudson Card, highly recruited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four-star quarterback. But anybody that's jumping to those conclusions right now, I, I would pump the brakes on it because you have Dante Moore coming in mm-hmm. um, still after Landing was hitting the recruiting trail. Like, I, Did anybody else, like... Check out where he was this past like weekend. 
Dan Lanning has been like in Michigan, a, a Hawaii, California. Like he has been all Colorado. He's been all over the country uh, trying to to solidify this recruiting class because you have to go to Dante Moore in Michigan and be like, hey, here's my OC. Well, yeah, and you got to con- make sure you're fighting off everybody else. Then he had to go to Colorado because the number one prospect in the state of Colorado is a tight end that is committed uh, to Oregon right now. And you better believe Coach Prime's going to come calling. Deion Sanders, who Deion Sanders is coming, and he's going to take a look at the number one state uh, recruit in the state of Colorado and say, uh, Blake Purchase, I'm going to go and try and make sure I pluck you out of Oregon. So he goes to to Colorado. He's in Hawaii, apparently. I, man, I have no idea how this guy finds the hours in the day, but he is all over the the country recruiting and then solidifying this as well. Um, it does appear Will Stein is the guy. Go young. Get a guy who is multiple, fits the system, and can assimilate his verbiage to what Kenny Dillingham used. And I think that's one of the things that you want to look for stylistically is we, we've talked about this. How many offenses, if you are a junior or a senior at Oregon, you have run through so many offenses so far. This is the seventh coordinator in nine years. The seventh coordinator in nine years. You would ha- you'll have Will Stein this year in 23. 22, you had Kenny Dillingham. You know, 21 and 20, you have Joe Moorhead. Before that, it was Marcus Arroyo. Like, it has been a revolve. Before that, it was Willie Taggart. And, like, this is one of those, re- when you have the revolving door going through, keeping the verbiage as close as you can I think that may be the biggest thing that that you can you can ask for from Will Stein is he can take because he's stylistically similar to what Dillingham was mm-hmm. instead of just saying we're going to learn a whole new vocabulary we're going to do something completely different he takes what he has and says all right we're going to take what you've already been calling this and I can adjust my offense to you and then as the kids as the players get used to it then you add your own wrinkles to it and make it your own offense completely but um, from the stylistic standpoint, it does fit exactly what the Ducks have been doing before. No, and this, this again, this fits what Lanning has kind of set out to do. And we, we've highlighted this. Another young, motivated coordinator who, again, matches stylistically what you want to mm-hmm. do. But there is some inherent risk in this of him being successful, uh, like, much like Dillingham, mm-hmm. and getting plucked for a head coaching job. That is the risk here because... I want to draw this back locally. Um, I, I know I do this often with with the Blazers, but I think it, it's helpful in the sense of understanding how things work across sports. The Blazers went significantly younger across their entire front office, whether it's Mike Smith or Sergio Oliva or Andre Patterson. There's things that come with that in the sense of this, this, the unspoken part of this is, what is it, Dusty? They're cheaper. Mm-hmm. Because... Tested costs a lot of money, and I don't think Oregon's. At th- I think they're in a very good spot. I don't think they're at the spot yet where they go out and go get the biggest, most massive OC DC name that they could ever get. And instead, they're looking to get the best possible with the chance of growth. And it's not like a shot at Oregon. I think it's a very, very good idea because what has happened over the last seven years. Or last nine years. Well, I mean, three of their coordinators have gotten head coaching. Exactly. Games, so, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That you're, you're, but you're taking that risk of, yes, you're getting the quote unquote cheaper guy who's lesser known, or but you're also 
you're getting good hires over and over and over again. So the process is good. What you're hoping for here is that one sticks. And that, that That's the is, hope. That is the one where I, I you don't, kind of don't want him to stick because if your offense is that good, this is the this You don't, is the you risk don't want here. an Aliotti? No, the risk here is that you are have a defensive-minded head coach. Offensive minds will always be plucked. They, they always will be plucked. I mean, you look at it even at Clemson, Tony Elliott at Clemson. You know, Tony Elliott was supposed to be, you know, thick as thieves in the right-hand man to Dabo Swinney, and he was with him for a long time. And then he gets his he gets the right job and goes to Virginia, um, or what he called the right job. It, it's kind of it comes with the territory of not having your play caller as your as your offensive coach. Is that somebody will give that guy a head coaching job? And like with Will Stein right now, the revolving door at his alma mater, Louisville, is continuing to to move. As Scott Satterfield is, is just took the Cincinnati job who is the Louisville head coach, and apparently they're, they've they they've got somebody in place right now um, that they're going to be bringing in. It's not going to be Will Stein. But in a few years, if he falls on his face, Louisville comes back open. Like, that's there what happens. Yeah. And that comes with the territory. I mean, he's 33 years old. Offense, you want to go young like this because you want to have somebody that can keep up with the Joneses. There is not a – I mean, you, you mentioned do you, don't you want an Aliotti. Absolutely, you would love to have an Aliotti. But that was a defensive coordinator who tried to get head coaching gigs. Sure. And, and, you know, that is one of the things that's really hard to do is find an offensive coach that is going to stay at a place for a really long time because eventually if you're good enough, you're going to be plucked away and you're going to be a head coach. But on the flip side of that is I think you find a guy who – let's look at the NFL, a Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. I, will he ever be a head coach? I don't know. Probably – he'll probably get a shot – but I look at him much as the same way as I looked at Monty Kiffin for years. But and again, this is different apples apples and oranges because mm-hmm. again, defensive coordinator. But I think that there are coaches in general who understand that they're not head coaches, that they're great coordinators. Oh, finding somebody that it's, doesn't want to be a head yes, coach. Yes, it's rare. It's yeah. particularly on the offensive side of the ball, whether it's college or the NFL. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. You don't get those guys. By going and getting a, a retread head coach who's trying yeah. to rehab their image, or a fifty-year-old, you know, top-billed OC who's he's not looking for that. The thirty-three-year-old, the thirty-two-year-old Dillingham, they're looking for this opportunity, and that yep. the oppor- you might stumble into a guy where again, it may not last forever, but you get that thick as thieves that yeah. should last for seven, eight, nine years. Like that's. Again, apples and oranges because we're talking about offense play caller with Lincoln Riley, but him and Grinch. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, it's not a great result last week or this past weekend, but they've been very successful where they've been. Where they've been together for what five years now. Mm-hmm. If you can find that relationship, that bond where you understand each other, and you can go more than two years, which yep. Oregon hasn't been able to do in basically a decade. No, but I, it, you know, on one. <laughs> On one hand, it is frustrating, and as the text says, how do you get get them to stay? You don't. You don't. It you just, can't. You, you, can't, sh- you stumble into it. You can't do it with a. You can't say we're going to keep them here because it's a head coaching opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, it, they, that, they're never going to stop those guys. No, that's going to be the one that always is. It will will push you right on out the door and, and send you on your way, it, no matter what the bag is. And that's the thing is that uh, the report is that he's getting around eight hundred thousand dollars. 
to come from UTSA up to up to Oregon, which is a good chunk of change. You're almost, I mean, you're paying your coordinators almost a million dollars. Pretty unproven too, and, and young at it. So we'll we'll find out more. Let's uh, crack into the egg. That is uh, Will Stein. Uh, JJ Prez covers y- uh, University of Texas San Antonio for Inside Runner Sports. He's going to join us next. This is Danny and Dusty. First is Rust with Sports Center. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. All right, Oregon apparently has found their new offensive coordinator. Will Stein is going to lead the Ducks offense and coach quarterbacks after a couple years down at University of Texas San Antonio where they are back-to-back conference champs. To uh, talk about it now, we bring on J.J. Perez, who covers the Roadrunners for Inside Runner Sports. J.J., thanks for taking a few minutes for us, man. How you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. Uh, how are you guys doing? Thanks for and thanks for having me on. Oh, we're doing fantastic. We're just trying to catch up as much as we can on Will Stein. So um, we'll kind of turn it over to you. I mean, we can look at numbers and we can look at how explosive this UTSA offense is uh, with Will Stein since he got there. Uh, what is it that makes Will Stein tick as an offensive mind? So this was actually his first year as the play caller for UTSA's offense. He was. He's been co-offensive coordinator. I think the, the he, he was part of the coordinating the last two years, and you know this is the second year UTSA's lost their play caller to a Power Five program, and they must be doing something right, right? So, <laughs> hey, you know, you look at the style of play; it's, it's very 
run pass oriented that that fit you know UTSA's quarterback Frank Harris but you know UTSA had a lot of struggles with their offensive line this year so it it, it got you know to more passing and we saw some some of these long passes and you know vertical plays down the field and it was very fun and exciting I, I described Will's uh kind of play calling mindset is multiple he's going to put the best guys in, in the best spots and he, he was the wide receivers coach last season and he developed a pretty good room there UTSA had probably has three of the best you know group of five wide receivers a trio that you know they would put them them up with anybody else so yeah, a little bit of mix a, a good play caller uh you know very forward thinking and a really good recruiter. So, you know, Oregon's got a good one headed the other way. When you look at, at, at what UTSA has done and how they've kind of continued to crank out these guys regardless, when you're looking at that, that program, their ability to push guys out, is that a, a sign of, of UTSA or is that just they've had guys like Wolstein come in who are so multiple, who are so creative and when you look at him going to a, a program like Oregon and getting more tools and having the ability to do more with it, is that something you think he's ready for? Yeah, absolutely. When, you know, he was elevated last year, there was a lot of questions saying, you know, this guy's never been a coordinator before. You know, what what experience does he have? He was a, he was a coordinator at Lake Travis, which is a prominent, you know, high school program here in Central Texas in the Austin area. And, and he was on the staff at Texas under Charlie Strong with Jeff Trailer, UTSA's head coach now. So there's been a connection with those kind of big-time programs. And even though he wasn't the one calling the plays, he, he was very involved in, in, in a lot of the design of the offense. So, it, you know, it's a fair question. You go from one program to another, and, and you ask yourself, are you ready? But I, I, I would answer that as yes. I mean, he's a young guy. He's he's very heady. He's very smart. And, you know, just the, when you have more tools in the bag, you're able to do more. And I, I'm sure he's going to be successful at Oregon. We're talking with J.J. Perez uh, from Inside Runner Sports. Uh, covers UTSA, where Oregon's new offensive coordinator, Will Stein, is coming uh, to the Ducks from. Now, uh, how is he in, in, in with, like dealing with the media? I mean, this is a big one for us here. Like, we're going like inside <laughs> yeah, the ropes no. here. Personality-wise, what kind of guy is he? Because that's one thing that uh, yeah. Landing has gotten is he gets guys with big personalities, too. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say he's a he's a big personality guy, but he, he does have, you know, a little bit of personality to him. <laughs> we don't get to talk to the coordinators every week that, that much in San Antonio, but we, we've talked to him a few times. And, yeah, he, he's, he's a young – He's a young coach. He's got a young wife. They just had a son a week before last. It's their first child. So, um, you know, young guy, an up-and-comer, um, former quarterback at Louisville. So, you know, he, he has that kind of mindset all the time. And he's very hands-on. And you guys will, you guys will enjoy talking to him for sure. When you when you look at him, what's, what's a hallmark – kind of note that you take from it. every coordinator you know you can say they're, they're multiple or they're pass heavy or they're run heavy but what's what's a a, a pet player a pet set or, or something that kind of stood out that like that's him that's him pushing the right buttons that kind of popped up for UTSA this year so I mean several times we've seen 
the I, I guess the Philly special where you get the the throwback to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just not afraid to to pull things out of the the, the left field. We tight end direct snap on you know third and short. Uh, you know, just I, I would say there's not one signature play, but I, I mean, you know, quadruple wide receivers to one one side of the field and you know, putting another guy one-on-one on the other side. So he's just not afraid to empty the bag, you know, go deep into the bag of what what you need to do. And, I mean, there were things in the championship game on Friday night that we haven't seen in two years of him being here that he pulled out. So uh, just not – I would say that, that would be the answer, just not afraid to kind of just empty the bag and, and throw everything at the defense. You know, Kenny Dillingham uh, did something as the OC uh, here that we we hadn't seen in what like 15 years, which is go under center in short yardage and bring in you know a tight end and use him as a hybrid fullback. Uh, how does he use his sets? Is he exclusively in the gun? Will he mix it up? Uh, how many tight ends will he go to, or is he more of a spread you out and use 11 personnel? No, they're gonna they're gonna be multiple in every every facet of that word because they love you know, two tight end sets here, but they, they had an injury to another tight end and then late in the season to, they, they lost two tight ends. They have enough tight ends basically. And then they lost one of their wide receivers. So they needed, you know, they elevated a guy up to the tight. So they're going to do everything. They, you're going to yeah. see two tight ends, shotgun. Um, it wasn't under center too much. They actually did move to the pistol a little bit, the shotgun pistol towards the end of the season, just because, Defenses were keen in on some of the the, the RPO plays, and, and they're just going to be multiple. He's going to use the UTSA has some great wide receivers, and he is going to put them in places to be successful. That's what that's what he's done here. You know, the last two years, I'm sure that's what he'll continue to do. But I would just say, expect the unexpected. To be honest with you, what's one thing or or something in general that? Um... Maybe you you had a question mark about, and you wonder about how effective or ineffective something will be for for Stein kind of going forward. Like if if you're an Oregon fan and you're looking at him, what are what are the question marks? You know, I, I gotta say, recruiting. He, he was a good recruiter here at UTSA because he's you know very familiar with the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. He was on that Texas Longhorn staff. He hit the ground running here once he came from the high school ranks to the college ranks i mean it's it's hard it's a it's a crazy landscape right now on the recruiting trail i mean you got the the transfer portal now and it's not you know what you know but who you know it seems like and he's pretty connected throughout the state of texas and i i know he spent a lot of time in louisville as well so i know he has the ties He, he he is a very good recruiter but when you make a big change like this I mean, you're, you're going to have to show that you're going to be a, become a great recruiter, right? So um, that's the lifeblood of any program, and I'm sure that will be magnified here as, you know, we have the early signing period in two and a half weeks from now. What is uh? I mean, it is it's incredible that that you can see the success that he has with back to back league championships, but um, the development of the quarterback position. Um, I know we were talking about this actually on Friday. We had no idea, you know, UTSA's uh, OC would be coming up mm-hmm. to Oregon, but we were talking about how it was like 
the oldest quarterback matchup in college football uh, <laughs> between North Texas and UTSA. Uh, how do the, the players speak of, of Will Stein and his growth and how he helps them grow? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's big. It's huge. Uh, the, the quarterback room has been kind of one guy the last two years, and that's Frank Harris. And you know, he, he's, a, he's a dual threat guy. And uh, uh, often in his career, he was kind of criticized for not being able to make certain passes and, you know, be real accurate and throw down the field. And that's, that's changed over the last two years I mean, immensely. I, I think Frank's near almost a 70% completion clip where in the beginning of his career, he was around 55, 60. And that, I mean, you're talking about really accurate passing and, you know, they don't ask him to do a whole lot you know, of going through the progressions and deep outs and stuff like that. But he, they, they put him in a, in a strong spot to where he could make the, the, the throws that are in his tool bag and, and make it happen. So he's going to take whoever goes or whoever's in that position and put them in the best spot and try and just eliminate their weaknesses for lack, lack of better words. And, you know, there's a lot of angst here in San Antonio now because actually Frank Harris has an extra year of eligibility and he hasn't decided if he's coming back yet or not. And that's something that hopefully we're going to learn about here this week in San Antonio. And we don't know what this uh, coaching change has an impact on that decision or not. So uh, stay tuned on that one. Well, uh, congrats on the Roadrunners, back-to-back Conference USA champs. I saw the Alamo Dome was packed um, over the weekend. And uh, thank you for the time, man. J.J. Perez from Inside Runner Sports, man. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. I mean, it is – there's a lot of unknown here. Yes. But we we hear about it, and you you hear what he says about schematically. It it tracks with what – Multiple Oregon sets. Wants. The pistol that terrifies me. I'm not a big not a pistol not, guy. I do not like no? the pistol. I'm not a huge pistol fan. But going to it out of necessity and adapt, uh, adaptation, that's what every good coordinator will do. I mean, keeping he, balance he would, behind to the quarterback. I kind of like it sometimes. He would prefer to go two tight ends. Being able to go under center at times was something that I thought was phenomenal from Kenny Dillingham, and I hope the Oregon offense stays that way. But um, what you hear, you got to like. I mean, it sounds like it checks every box for Oregon so far. Yeah, no, I, I, again, I think we, we talked about this in the segment earlier. It's yep. everything there tracks with what we expect, and this this is very much a hire that uh, I think on its merits all makes sense. Yep, five zero three two five zero ten eighty. That is the fan text sign. Will Stein is the new OC for the Oregon Ducks, according to multiple reports. All right, uh, it is uh, Portal Day in college football. What does that even mean? Danny and Dusty on the fan. Bring it all down. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, the fan. Okay, today is a big day in college football, and uh, we'll break it uh, down in more detail coming up about a half hour from now. Um, But today is the day that the transfer portal officially opens. And this was something that they kind of, NCAA kind of threw together, patchworked it, and said, you know what? We're just going to open up two different windows for you. Here you go. Whee! And because it was a problem for the NCAA having the 
Anybody can leave a, any school at any time. Yeah, that becomes a little bit problematic. And so what they did is they opened up two different windows. There's a, a 45-day window that starts right now mm-hmm. for you to enter the portal. Now, it doesn't mean you have to make a decision, but you enter your name into the portal yep. in a 45-day window that starts now uh, and then goes into uh, what is January 18th, I think, is when it closes. Basically the end of all bowl season. Everything's tied up. Yeah, and then they close it up. And then you cannot enter your name unless you are a graduate transfer mm-hmm. or there's a coaching change at yes, your school. It opens it up for you. Yes. So weird. Um, Which I'm glad that they did add that addendum. Yeah, but you get 30 days. Mm-hmm. 30 days if you are if you have a coaching change. If you're a grad transfer, this is why guys like Hank Bachmeyer, mm-hmm. they can say I'm entering the portal like midseason because he's already graduated. You can just you can, throw your name in. Those and guys can gone. basically do whatever they want. Yeah, they, because there's not as many of them. No. What we're seeing is a floodgates have opened over these 45 days. Good Lord. And it's going to happen again in May when the portal opens again because that is after spring ball is over. Then it has another 45-day window to where I think this is good for college football to have a transfer portal window to open up and say, after the season, 45 days, Spring ball, forty five days. Season, yeah. You're not just going to throw your name in on a uh, on a kind of a gut reaction no. and regret it later. Because here's the thing: that transfer portal, they fracked it. Forty um, percent of guys are actually getting transfers. Sixty yeah. percent of the guys that are putting their name in there don't end up on a team. It, but this is this is for. I mean, there's a lot of reasons for it. You can run the gamut of reasons. One of them is you're just not good enough. Yes. And, and that's why you're like, but for big names going out, yes. everybody wants to look at the big names, big names, big because, names. And there's a lot of them. And the, the crazy thing about this, Dusty, is I'm looking at this now. I, I'm looking at this like NBA free agency. Well, it is. It's college It's college free agency. It's, it's, it, yeah, it is, without it's, a salary cap. You have It's uncapped. You're basically looking at it like, all right, well, because it's, it's the same thing that kind of happens in the in the NBA and NFL in the sense of, hey, it's not only about the money, but it's about role and fit. Mm-hmm. Hey, this guy, you know, was the guy or looked like he might be, the, let's say Hudson Card, mm-hmm. was the guy. Was four-star going to be the dude? Quinn Ewers comes in out of nowhere. Was an Ohio State guy? Then Arch Manning's coming in. Then Arch Manning's coming in, and now you're like, mm, okay, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to go. But he's a four-star kid. And you're telling me that right now that Oregon State wouldn't love the opportunity to have a look at a guy like Hudson Card or uh, Keaton Slovis, who you know did one and done at Pitt. Um, you have these opportunities for these these fits, where guys are constantly evaluating not only what their value is in the NIL market, which you can just take away NIL and just call that free agency money. Yeah, because it, it's it's essentially it's what same, it is. It's the same. It's what thing. it is. It's without a salary cap, like you said. And guys are going to look at this and make the evaluation. Let's take a, a Michael Penix Jr., who we'll talk about here in a little bit, uh, making his return. He has to evaluate going to the NFL and how much money he's going to make on that contract versus mm-hmm. how much. Do you think there's a, a significant amount of NIL money going to Michael Penix Jr.? Uh, yeah, he got a. I would imagine it's probably a couple million dollars. Butt ton of money thrown at him. I bet you it was a couple million dollars, and that's a. That's. That's money in hand. Well, he deserves it, and he, he does. And that's He's the thing made is. the university way more money than they're ever exactly. going to exactly. And so, those opportunities, these schools, these programs are going to look at that because Penix was what Dusty, 
but a transfer. Yeah, from Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I mean. Like, so you have to look at these opportunities both as a money making venture for the institution mm-hmm. and a growth opportunity for the program. Yep. And look, if you're Oregon State, today's news. You should be music to your ears because there are plenty of quarterbacks to pick from. There's 12 quarterbacks in that list. There's six of them that I think Oregon State could should like legitimately be looking at. Yep, and we'll go over those coming up a little bit later. But today is the day the portal is open. There's a 45-day window to enter your name into the portal for your one-time transfer. Okay, And then you do not have to make a decision. There's no timeline to make your decision. You make your decision when you feel ready to. Um, and then the portal will close in mid-January, and then it will open back up again in May after spring ball is over. So there's your primer for what's going on. A lot of names coming in uh, from Oregon, and uh, Chance Nolan is actually the only name for Oregon State right now. But across the country, everywhere. It, names are going in left and right to the transfer portal. All right, uh, let's let's uh, pump the brakes on a little college football. Let's get into the Portland Trailblazers they win the weekend with something they haven't done in quite some time, if not ever. Danny and Dusty on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 